starting off this week with some pretty brutal grindcore but quite inventive as well that was a band called trophy hunter from new york and uh, yeah it just kind of goes for the jugular straight away i mean i know i say that about a lot of things that we play of this nature but it's it's got some pretty unusual vocals so um pete you've picked this and after kind of mention the format is coming on a seven inch lathe cut which is quite rare these days you know um it's quite a disposable format quite cheap people seem to love them don't they yeah i haven't got one you know it amazes me like these songs are only three minutes long and there's three of them and it can only fit two two of the tracks on but it is a you know it looks like a nice collector's item came across this band a year or two ago i was trying to work it out i know i found them on a compilation one of the you know charity compilation and there's been quite a, you know quite a lot in the last year it's been great to see kind of all the kind of punk and metal come out and you know whether it's a kind of black lives matter or food banks a lot you know in the uk as well i, I worked it out it's from the riffs for reproductive justice you know the black flags over brooklyn compilation which was amazing and I kind of got into the band from that which is probably a couple of years two three years old now i guess i think these compilations they they raise money they raise awareness they pull together you know the metal scene in particular which you know highlights the fact that whether it's left-wing thinking within metal brings these people shows there is this in the scene you know raises these you know raises the profile of these charities and awareness and obviously money also almost like as a spin-off the best bit about them for me is you find brilliant bands you've not heard before you know you, there's always going to be bands like dawn raid on there and primitive man but then you find Trophy Hunter, and then you go get their, you know, you go get their record on Bandcamp and list it for ages, and and then they release another record the year later, as now, and you love it instantly. This song, I mean, you know, what I knew of them, it was kind of like hardcore and screamo and fuck the facts type grindcore, I guess. This is, you know, it's like you say it's about the vocals. It's almost black metal vocals in here, which is, you know, something new altogether, and just sounds sounds ferocious. It sounds like like Jotnag on Grandcore. Yeah, I think it's got a lot in common with an old compilation from years ago called Death to Full Scream. It had like bands like Satia and just kind of like the heavier end of of um of that kind of music orchid and things like that so i think there's a probably a ghost of that in here somewhere but yeah like you say a bit of a, a black metal twist to all the proceedings as well it's it's kind of like a really effective little 
release kind of only takes up about five minutes the whole thing doesn't it but um yeah kind of really struck me really cool stuff so yeah you can still get the lathe cut uh still got a few of those it's a edition of 30 which i always love to see like a really short run of, of things it's always interesting to see who grabs one so uh, if you want to hear this uh, you can get it at trophyhunt.bandcamp.com and that was the title track from their uh, latest dp catabasis uh, really good stuff so yeah we've uh, got as ever nine amazing tracks to uh, play to you that we found um, across bandcamp submissions and through ninehertz.co.uk the next one up we've got um, an interesting band that i've actually never heard of to my shame they've been going since about 1998 uh, they're called the marigold from Italy. This is coming out on Trepanation Recordings, who we play a lot of uh, for good reasons. I mean, they're, they're, they seem like real crate diggers in terms of a label. They, they seem to find these really interesting releases and, and kind of almost curate this kind of world gallery of amazing releases. So the Marigolds were sort of uh, founded um, quite a long time ago by a guy called Marco Campitelli. Sort of collaborated with the Malvins a few times and um, it seems like two decades or more of releases to, to sort of dive into. But yeah, this latest one, Apostate, it just kind of struck me as quite interesting. It sounds a little bit Melvin. It's got the like, big business slash Melvin's big band kind of sound to it to me, but just very accomplished and very sort of mysterious sounding, I guess. Um, what did you make of this, Pete? Because I think it's new to you as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. And, and up until uh, this morning, I think there was only this song out, but it looks like the whole album's out now, so I'm going to have to go back in. I instantly, you know, was drawn into this. I, I, I got a feel straight away that I was going to like this a lot, and, and, you know, so it proved. There's It's that kind of dry vocals, you know, the kind of wonderfully hazy guitars. You know, it's like trippy and half asleep at times. It's a bit like that band we've been playing to death recently, Trough. Almost kind of shoegazy stone of doom. Those things harnessed together. And it brings out this kind of lethargic psychedelia at the other end. It's, you know, it's a powerful concoction. At the same time, it's quite, it's like sedate and trippy. And, and there's a lot of things I really, really kind of felt this one. Yeah, I think it requires a deep listen. And I think the album's the same. I gave... The rest of the tracks are listened today, and um, yeah, it, it's a very sort of dense record. Really interesting stuff. So it looks like uh, Trepanation Recordings are doing the tape version of this. Um, there's still some left, but there's uh, LP versions and uh, digital versions as, as well. Forbidden Place are involved, which is great. Uh, Coffin and Bolt and Golden Robot Records, two of those I've never heard of before. So yes, yeah, it's a, a podcast of discovery for us as well as you. So if you want to hear this, you can head to trepanationrecordings.bandcamp.com. And uh, yeah, we're going to play My Own Apostate, which is the closing track off the new album Apostate. This is The Marigold.
So we're going all the way over to Taiwan for this uh, next release. So Bad Moon Rising Records, who we've just kind of been going through their back catalogue on Bandcamp, and it's incredible like the amount, amount of bands that they've managed to work with over the years. This is a three-way split from all over the place, really. So we've got Gawthrop here from Korea. We've got um, Sither from Japan and uh, Miser, who we're going to play from Taiwan itself. And uh, yeah, all three bring something quite old school to the table, I'd guess. But I think what's interesting is that one of the projects, uh, Sither, is a Church of Misery side project. So, uh, I mean, I've not come across that before either. I think it's uh, through uh, the label, Bad Moon Rising, like you say, you know, we've played quite a bit of their stuff. It doesn't seem like they've been going too long. And I know 90% of their stuff is a sign of how good they are. Uh, you know, bands like Pylori, Green Machine, Hexes, Surrogate Prey. I kind of agree, it's, it's kind of old school sludge feel to everything about, like from the the CD, the look of the CD that you can buy, it feels like it's from, you know, mid 90s. So the, the all-in aesthetic of kind of, depraved sludge from the from the descriptions from the artwork there's a bit on the bank which says uh it describes them as the korean nooth grush the japanese i8 god and the taiwanese dystopia i just like that they're just you know no illusions of anything else no illusions of that they're forging a different path within you know this horrible sludge this is what they are you know this kind of east asian versions of, of the you know these huge band names and, and, and i like I, I love the kind of they don't stray from it in any way, and it feels like that. The, the music is it is raw. It has you know it's it's like all those bands you, you know we mentioned and adding corrupted and other things like that. Miser is kind of the one that jumped out as the most filth ridden of the lot, I guess. And and added with all that, you know, added with all this aesthetic and um, retro feel, there's a sense of fun, I guess. You know, if you're into this music, I think you're really going to get this release. Definitely, yeah. Those descriptions are absolutely bang on in terms of what they sound like as well because Miser particularly who we're going to play have got this quite bleak sounding bass riff that kind of underpins the whole the whole song that we're going to play and yeah it, it sort of sums up that dystopia sound that kind of really depressive basic music but it sort of hits the spot with its directness just brilliant so yeah uh, we're going to play the song Moral Tolerance off that and you can get this at badmoonrising.bandcamp.com it uh, looks like the CD's still on sale. Absolutely amazing. So yeah, check out the other bands too, Gawthrop and Sither.
So this podcast really does give us the chance to uncover incredible music. And I think last year we were just absolutely bowled over by uh, a project called Aesop Trillium. Their record last year just just blew us away. Already uh, there's a new record called Death Requiem for the Serpent Telepath. It's out again on iVoidHanger Records. Yeah, and yeah, this, this is just, I mean, as soon as I saw it up, I was like, yep. Yeah, I love it straight away. Uh, it's more of the same incredibly rich and complex death metal crossed with black metal crossed with grindcore. I thought this was a bit more proggy than the last one. What, what do you reckon, yeah. Pete? Yeah, and more um, symphonic almost. And yes. Normally that's a word that has me kind of backing away pretty quickly, <laughs> but because I've had, I've had the chance to listen to the whole album. Um, and it, you know the whole thing is is brilliant, but yeah, it's symphonic, but not in a bad way, which is you know quite something really. It's a it's a, an achievement in itself, you know. But you take into account like the last that album last year, it was in a lot of top tens. It was I think it's one of the few albums we both picked for our joint top ten, um, and it's just it's just so different, you know. It just sounds so strange and almost surrealist, you know. And, like a kaleidoscopic world of extreme metal you know all merged together and creating something new out of it yeah so imaginative isn't it and i think it's it's almost like building on that that eternity of sheog album from last year and to me i mean like you say that symphonic element of it could have gone so bad and and could have gone so cheesy but it it kind of just works it it collides with the extremity that's going on here it's got a bit of a, a dungeon synth vibe to it which saves it from yeah falling into that gothic kind of trap of sounding very sort of romantic and yeah a little bit cringeworthy yeah it somehow manages to to save it and i I can't wait to hear the whole thing i know we've got it to to listen to in reviews so i I really can't wait really really exciting music and and so inventive and imaginative as well brilliant stuff so yeah we're going to play the opening track which is available now at i-voidhangerrecords.bandcamp.com it's called es kicker
So for our next record, we're going to sort of go a little bit more proggy, a little bit more, I don't know, it just feels very in-depth and, and sort of concept like this one. Uh, a band called Eremit from Germany. The, these two tracks that are on offer are so dense and, and they feel like journeys, don't they? I mean, one's half an hour, one, this one we're going to play, we're going to play an excerpt of the 18 minutes that, that this sort of uh, takes up and... They've really gone to town on the artwork and all the additions for it as well, so I'm really impressed with this. But how did you come across it? We got sent it for review, uh, and I probably found it anyway because it's on Transcending Obscurity, and it's always kind of worth listening to what they put out. It's an Indian kind of extreme metal label. There's a lot of death metal and black metal, but when they do doom records like this, they tend to find these bands who do these truly epic adventures, you know, the Jupiterian, Subterian bands we played last year and, and more in the past. And this is fully along those lines. It really, it's, it's ambitious and done through the medium of like really kind of slow doom. There's bits to traditional doom, bits which are funeral. It's heavy and atmospheric. Importantly, it's always interesting. It doesn't kind of drag it out or elongate it just for the sake of, you know, just because it is, it's done with a purpose. And, and you like say, almost with like a, a prog mindset, it, it has different sections in there. And that, I think, you know, the pace transmits, like, you know, it's, it's melancholic. It's kind of the vocals feel guard and almost sludgy in points. As a whole, it's potent, evocative mix of, you know, almost bits of stony rock in there, bits of doom, bits of sludgy, you know, the whole spectrum. And just little bits in there, which makes it stand out on its own as well. I, I just, I think it's it's a, it's an investment, um, you know, to listen to, even just to listen to one joke, but it's worth it. You get a lot out of it. Yeah, and I think there's possibly more uh, in that concept uh, that I talked about earlier than we're probably aware of as well i think if you if you really delved into it there's probably a lot more there i mean the artwork's pretty stunning like the sort of painted it reminds me of like the bell witch releases and things like that but um i think that's just the style at the moment isn't it for these kind of Mm. bands but um yeah really impressive release and i think possibly deserves more time um you know like you say it's a bit of a time investment sort of fully uh, absorb all this but yeah, it's very rewarding as a result, I think. If you want to hear this, you can get it at uh, eremitdoom.bandcamp.com and we're going to play an excerpt from Secret Powers Entrenched in an Ancient Artifact.
So next up we've got Nottingham's Bloody Heads, who seem to be quite prolific these days. I think I bought a take last year in aid of Stuck on a Name Studios in Nottingham, and we've we've talked about Stuck on a Name so much on this podcast. I don't think we need to kind of go over that how important a venue it is. But yeah, it's um it's kind of like the epicenter of the Nottingham sludge scene these days, and like hardcore and doom and and a bit of everything really grindcore. Uh, certainly makes it smart there as well. So this was actually recorded uh, mainly live at Stuck on a Name. And uh, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, out on Hominid Sounds, it's on vinyl as well. So out in a few weeks. Well, actually, it's out in May. But yeah, this this is a psychedelic, sludgy mess, really, isn't it? I love it. Yeah, I like you know the fact that it's, they've got kind of this clanging noise rock guitar opening. There's a, the echo delay on the vocals. And it, it kind of all blurs into this kind of harsh yet psychedelic hole. And that's kind of what I've come to associate with Bloody Head. That kind of on the edge of noise rock and psych and heavier elements as well. I, I've, it took me a long time to get into them. I know they've been a, a, around a while, but more recently I've been listening to a lot more. I tried to catch up on the back catalogue, listen to what I can find at least. And I feel like I've started to get it now. And this is arriving at the right time. This song kind of, you know, really kind of woke me up when I was listening to it. I was like, yes, I, I, you know, I'm in the right place to listen because they are a really good band. Yeah, I think they've, from my perspective, they've been almost plowing their own furrow a little bit. They've kind of maintained that sense of mystery and, and they don't really put out a lot of information about themselves anyway. So I think it's possibly, yeah, like a, a bit of a passion band up until now. But yeah, the fact that Hominid Sounds have picked them up off all these um, sort of self-release is, is, is great and to see something coming out on vinyl as well is, is absolutely brilliant so the record's called The Temple Pillars Dissolve Into The Clouds and you can get this at hominidsounds.bandcamp.com I'll certainly be trying to catch these live because I've never actually managed to see them uh, in the flesh but yeah this song is called Homeopathic Mountains <laughs>
So Aerosol Jesus uh, have got a new record coming out very soon. And, uh, yeah, I think they're making an impact with a lot of people. A lot of people kind of rave about their uh, debut EP failure. And uh, this new one, Survive, is uh, kind of... If this song is kind of an indication of what it's going to sound like, then wow, it's just amazing. This features Tanya from Bismuth as well. Um, I think she kind of... Uh, contributes vocals and possibly guitar to this as well and uh, yeah it, it just sounds great doesn't it it sounds so emotive and so wrought yeah I, I would have picked this if you hadn't Pete yeah I actually um, I, I reviewed Failure back when it came out in 2018 which you know I suppose it's quite a long time ago now but who knows how long it's been delayed it still feels like you know this is a band on the up and I, I reread that review the other day and I wasn't critical but what I was saying is didn't feel like they were there yet, but you could tell that this was a band who could blow up and, and actually become a, I wrote a kind of a, an essential black and hardcore force in the UK. That promise has, you know, has arrived. It's here that, you know, this record, I've heard the whole record, it's been sent through, it's out on Sludge Lord and, and kind of, they've been kind of sending us the whole thing in advance. So you could tell, you know, all those ideas and that promise has, has kind of come to fruition because you know this is a serious seriously good record yeah i think what this band do really well is dynamics i think they kind of they know when to step off the gas and they know when to kind of give it a little bit of space and i think with this kind of music that's very difficult so i mean this track just shows how intense they can be there's a lot of repetition going on but that just kind of drives the point home i think and yeah i'm really excited to hear the rest of this i'm going to actually probably go into the emails and and drag this out really so really cool again i think they've really gone to town with the production as well so it's mixed by wayne adams at bear bites horse yeah it's mastered by james plotkin which all always gives something an edge caven and thou have, have used him in the past but you know any kind of dynamically slab heavy kind of stuff has, has probably been through um, his treatment as well so really interesting release really exciting release and i think a lot of people are going to really love this when it comes out in april so you can get this at aerosoljesus.bandcamp.com or you can get the vinyl version from sludgelordrecords.bandcamp.com and we're going to play the song drown you are washing <laughs>
So from the dynamically dense and, and intensely rich Aerosol Jesus, we're going to go into something a bit more scronky and, and jazz-informed. Burning World Records, uh, which is the record label of Roadburn Festival, put out an amazing amount of things over the years. But uh, yeah, this new record from Dead Neanderthals, Rat Licker, is absolutely astonishing. I mean, it's only, what, maybe five or six minutes worth of music, but it packs so much in. There's crazy brass, there's grindcore, there's noise elements, and yeah, I, I just love the whole thing is it's almost a challenging listen i mean i'm into some really strange uh, music but this is very very challenging it's a clatter you know it's, it's a noise you know this jazz infested attack dead neanderthals come from that kind of collective of bands in holland we talk about a lot because we play a lot of the bands because they're so inventive and interesting and, and brilliant you know bands like plague orphan and crypti imperial cult there's connections with amazing labels around the world always with all their releases and it's always a bit different and i actually struggled to kind of pin which is which of those bands sometimes you know there must be a crossover of band members but with dead and Anderthos, i always had them pinned as like the ones who are the two p's who play 30 minute kind of electronica and infused hardcore and noise and then they've gone and blown out the water with kind of these really short sharp jazz attacks so i mean how these kind of how this collective kind of you know places where these songs go i don't know i don't know how that whole thing operates but it's amazing because it's you just can't predict it. And that's got to be a good thing. Yeah, I think this band particularly sounds like it's a lot of improvisation that's been kind of honed into this pinpoint, very accurate sort of sound, while still sounding utterly chaotic and like a you know like a band being thrown down the stairs. But yeah, I I, I love this. Don't know if I'd listen to it again straight away because it's just so it's like a, a real trip and it, it's almost like giving yourself a, an auditory migraine. I mean, I think that's a good review from us really. So yeah, we're gonna play the opening track from this. This is Bear Mace. It's off the album Ratlicker, like I said, and you can get it at burningworldrecords.bandcamp.com. <laughs>
So we're finishing this week with a 18-minute song. We're going to play a bit of an excerpt from it by a band called Joint Hugger. So Pete, you've you've come across these, and yeah, it's really Titanic stuff, isn't it? It's really impressive stuff. The EP's called Reaper Season, and yes, yeah, taken up with this almost like a journey, really, isn't it? Yeah, I was I was kind of late in that. You know, they, they had an album last year. I don't. I think it was a debut called I Am No One. Um, and I didn't discover it for a few months and then got round to it probably towards the end of last year. Um, and it, it made quite impression. You know, it just suddenly started appearing on, you know, end of year lists. I kind of, I've, I've got into that since. And, you know, they've got that kind of almost comedic or stereotypical stoner rock name, um, which you can view either, you know, people can get angry about or kind of really enjoy. But once you get past that, this, you know, it's really kind of strong doom. You know, there's they've got a kind of amazing supporting production that it is heavy with the doom and lush with the stoner it get it produces this blissed out kind of doom feel with and when it needs to it packs a punch you know it feels like a solidification of the ground laid with their album you know a, a platform to move on you know this is a band to be reckoned with because whether it's for now or in the future this, you know, the last the album wasn't just a flash in the pan because it. I, I honestly love this song. It's it's undoubtedly brilliant, and I think people will get that once they start to have the time to to listen to such a you know behemoth of a song. And I think the um, the themes obviously that they're kind of nothing new in terms of stone rock and dooms sort of genre typical kind of subjects. But yeah, it's about the role of old style evil taking hold of the modern world. So yeah, probably a bit of a metaphor for these times, and no doubt the first of many. Uh, on that subject judging by the year or two that we're we're sort of going through at the moment yeah really really sort of uh, interesting this one and yeah i think i'm going to go through these uh, full 18 minutes again uh, once we're sort of able you can get this from majestic mountain records it's actually out on the day this podcast is coming out the 2nd of april really really would uh, recommend this this is reaper season <laughs> 